0: do better stronger a bitch. Oh, yeah. this is our first podcast of the new year so happy new year russell happy new year! Sal. how you doing i'm doing great you know we start off every year with world carnivore month you can see, even see i'm wearing the shirt with the uh giant beast on it steak beast hardcore carnivore hat hardcore carnivore hat on the back of this shirt it's funny because i said this to mark and then he's like i'm putting that on the shirt i i said to him i got no beef with vegans <laughs> nice, he nice, thought nice. it was so funny and that's and, a good one well and it's true right i don't want people to think that i'm a carnivore that hates vegans or even dislikes vegans like i don't have any it, it, like if somebody's trying to argue that veganism is like really healthy, Maybe I'll hate them for the time that I'm arguing with them, and that's about it. Like, I can drop it after that. I, I just think it's, um. I don't even think veganism is so much unhealthy. I think the problem with it is those people don't get enough protein. And for the most part, if you're doing a raw vegan diet, they just don't seem to get enough protein. And they're missing some other nutrients. I get it. And they can supplement with that. And, you know, some people are fine. I just think the problem with a vegan diet for most people that I talk to, is they have to eat too many carbohydrates to get to the protein, you know, and then they overeat. They're, then they're in the overeating zone. So what a carnivore diet does is eliminates everything, uh, including, <laughs> including your bowels. Uh, so the carnivore diet I just started, it's basically red meat and water. That's what the carnivore diet, red meat, water, and salt, maybe an electrolyte drink throughout the day. I've expanded my options a little bit because this is the fifth year doing it. And I was trying to be a tough guy you know, in the beginning saying, I'm just going to go meat and water and that's it and see how that goes. And I just realized that's really hard, difficult for me to do. But when I just stick to carnivore and I don't cheat at all, uh, I'm not doing meat and fruit. I'm not having fruit right now um, unless I need the fruit. Like I said, I was telling you earlier, I might go get a banana because I have had what we call the carnivore squirts. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really bad. What happens is your body is dumping everything out. It's getting rid of uh, all your water because um, it's like an electrolyte imbalance and things like that. Sometimes ele- taking electrolytes can help with that. Uh, sometimes, as, as I've learned last time when I did this and I was talking to Michaela Peterson about it, she was like, just go steak and water. And I did that for about a week and I felt great. But I, my stomach hurt so bad that I couldn't make it through. So then I went and had uh, some rice and a banana and I felt totally fine. So there is a fix for it. You know, it's like you just got to get some stuff in your system that has some fiber in it. And also, I think, like, between rice and bananas, you know, you can picture that kind of like moving everything along a lot better in in your system. Um, But what are the benefits of the carnivore diet, right? You can lose weight. It can help your joints. I'm not saying it does. uh, I have a lot of joint pain. It helps to bring my overall inflammation down. And I just I feel better when I'm not inflamed. Put it that way. So um, does it kill pain a little bit? But not. It's not a foolproof thing. For some people, they have complete resolution. I just haven't had that, so I don't want to lie about it. You know, and say that I did. Uh, a lot of people do a carnivore diet to um, basically just switch over from like a keto diet to get their protein up. A lot of people don't eat enough protein. And what happened to me when I did when I went from a keto diet? to a carnivore diet I just got in shape for the first time in my life I was doing keto I didn't look like anything and then I went to carnivore and I looked great and I think what I've been doing for about the past year is more a version of a carnivorous keto kind of blended together and I wasn't that lean I didn't look like I looked the years before when I was just eating meat. And the other thing is I think I've gotten to a point where I starve myself too much, too much into the intermittent fasting and trying to fast all day and then eat at night. And then I'll eat too late at night. And so what I'm going to do is just bring everything earlier. You just start, you know, in the morning. And I added some options to the diet just to make it a little bit more sustainable. Um, And I think that you guys can do this too. I don't think it matters uh, if you add in eggs. I think eggs are really nutritious, really good for you. You can add in um, butter. Obviously, you can have butter on your steak. I have a lot of Piedmontese steak, which is really, really lean. So you kind of have to put butter on it. Um, so eggs, butter, and and cheese. So I also make chaffles. So the two things that are staples on the carnivore diet for me are, you know, going to, like, In-N-Out. Being able to, like, make it convenient. I like to go to In-N-Out, and I like to have chaffles. And if I don't do those things, I actually don't feel that happy on the diet. I feel like kind of miserable. Uh, If I I think, I don't know, maybe if I like steak more, it would be great. But I I just don't really, it's like steak is probably on my list of foods. Maybe like my 10th favorite food. 10th favorite food. Well, it's my favorite food now because it's like pretty much all I eat. But it's not like, if you gave me a choice of anything, regardless of nutrition, it wouldn't be steak that I pick. It wouldn't be the first thing I pick. You know, that would would be, you know, know, you'd go for the ice cream and you'd go for like pizza is way better than steak. It just is. But the consequences aren't, aren't as good.
1: Right. No, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And people might get mad at me for saying that, but I just feel like, I feel like I need to be honest because what I've been doing a lot before, and I think a lot of people do this online is you're kind of trying to promote a diet and I'm off of that. I'm not trying to promote this to anybody. I don't care if anybody does it. I don't care. I, it is world carnivore month and I'll talk about it. I'm not no longer trying to recruit people into it. I'm trying to figure out like what's best for me. And on that path, maybe I can help you. So what I found out is best for me is when I do have a little bit of cheese in a diet, that does help even help my digestion a little bit. Um, Somebody suggested I use uh, kefir, which is a, um, you know, a dairy product that's like fermented. That can be good for your stomach. That may help a little bit. But to be honest, these problems with the carnivore diet are are nothing compared to like what it does for you you know so by doing the carnivore diet you'll get so much more out of it than uh than the pain you have to go through you know some people don't suffer they they don't suffer this at all like joe rogan said i don't i do not trust my butthole (laughs) because you know and then tom segura he was like oh it was insane you know what i'm gonna do For Instagram today, I'm going to clip together some carnivore diarrhea stories so people can see what the reactions are to it.
1: That's fantastic. But it was like
0: Tom Segura and Joe Rogan, so it'll be funny. Um, But yeah, like carnivore diet is a great way to just sort of start the year refresh, reset. I think it's probably the best dietary intervention I've ever experienced. And when I say intervention, I mean, there's something wrong. There's a problem. We need to mitigate that. We need to fix it. So whether the problem be pain or the, the problem be you're too heavy or the problem, you can't control your sugar intake or, you know, by using this carnivore diet, you can get rid of all those things. Even if you just do it for a short period of time, you'll see some of like the real hardcore carnivores online on, you know, on YouTube, uh, I would say like follow Dr. Sean Baker, uh, follow Steak and Butter Gal. I don't know if you know who she is. She's great. She does. She's just kind of like a cute, fun personality that promotes the carnivore diet. And her and her boyfriend both do it. Um, his name is Steak and Butter Guy. Uh, so I think you know following some of these people is great. It's it's kind of interesting, right? Because the only two times I've seen my abs was in 1999. And in 2020, right, that's pretty crazy, right? So in 1999, guess what I was doing when I could see my abs?
1: Yeah, that was your... Uh, red meat and water. Red meat and water, right? Red meat and water, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I could yeah. see my abs, right? That's and, when you were
0: dropping weight for your powerlifting, right? And, and you know what I liked about it back then? There was no dogmatism to it. It was just like red meat and water, and that's it. And then every once in a while, like I was still a kid in college. So like on the weekends, I go out and drink, you know, during the week, I would, um, you know, maybe have a couple protein shakes in there. Just because, like, who cares? Like, I, I, what, I didn't even think about the plant versus animals or I didn't think about any of that stuff. I just thought, like, well, proteins always going to be good calories. You know, you can always add protein in. I think that's important. Is, like, And the other important thing I tell people on a carnivore diet is you can eat as much protein as you want. Where you need to watch out is fat. So what's really nice is if you do buy, you know, a box of Piedmontese beef and you're doing sort of a normal fat, you know, your normal grocery store beef most of the time you can always throw in like a Piedmontese steak afterwards because it's just protein. There's really like very little fat in it. So you can use that as a source of like extra food. You Or maybe um, you cook up a ribeye, but you also cook up a filet that has no fat. Now you're getting way more protein. And I think a lot of people falter on this diet because they intermittent fast too much and don't eat enough protein. They only want to eat twice a day, right? So I'm only going to eat twice a day. What are you going to eat? I'll just have a ribeye. Each time, well, that's not enough calories, really. If you think about like a ribeye, what is it like, seven hundred and fifty calories, and you have two of them, it's like fourteen hundred calories. what it, you're not going to sustain on yeah. that very well for a long time. I, I don't think so. I just tell people don't be afraid to eat a little bit more. So what I like to do with Piedmontese ribeyes is cook them up in my uh, Jamelli grill. The Jamelli grill is a uh, a tool like that you use to sear things. So it's like a box that sits on your countertop. It gets up to—it's a broiler, I guess you call it. It gets up to fifteen hundred and sixty degrees, and that will give you like the best crust on a steak. And then I'll take it from there, and I throw it in the foodie grill, and I stick the food thermometer in there, and I basically wait till it gets up to temperature, you know. And so um, it's kind of an amazing way to cook a steak, just like a steakhouse, in my cheap little kitchen. So that's kind of cool. And what I like to do with those Piedmont tea steaks, because they are lean, is douse them with butter. Put a lot of butter on them.
1: That's phenomenal. I mean, so that, that's that got to bump it up a couple points on your favorite foods, right? If you add, a, add a butter, a
0: little extra salt on top of it, yeah, I, I char it really well. I shouldn't say 10. It's almost like blasphemy. I'd say it's like number three. Put it that way. I, I would say, like, I would rather eat pizza and ice cream all day if I could, but it's not good for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, totally right. Something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's down the, down the list a little bit. But definitely above, you know, and the only things that would actually be above it are not good for you, right? The only thing I, I might even put, to be honest, I may even put chaffles above the steak. I love chaffles. I don't know what it is about them. but when I, And, you know, for anybody that doesn't know what they are, they're basically like four eggs and one cup of cheese. The way I do it is I blend that in a blender, So it mixes all up and then I pour that out in the waffle maker and just let the waffle maker do its job and at the end I take those out I add butter and I get Mrs. Butterworth sugar free which Russell Russell buddy introduced me to He actually brought one in one day and I was so pumped now that Mrs. Butterworth you might not think it makes all the difference in the world. That's what makes it great. The Mrs. There's Butterworth, it's delicious. it has like butter flavor in the syrup. So you don't really need to add even that much butter. And the syrup is sugar-free, the one I get, and the one I suggest everybody else gets. The other thing you can do is if you're already lean, this is an amazing thing. If you're lean, like say like my nephew Jake, he's real lean. He could make chaffles, right? Smother them with, with real butter and pour some real maple syrup on there. That tastes amazing too. And if you're if you're lean, you can kind of get away with things like that, you know.
1: I mean, isn't that the primary point of all of this? Is just finding a way to get adequate, sufficient amount of protein, which I think
0: and nutrients. I think not just protein, protein with nutrients. That's right. why eggs and beef are both great.
1: Right. And it, and in general, those numbers have really decayed in our in our, like the
0: American sad diet, standard yeah. American diet. Right. Yeah. The protein level of people is so low. I think. I've heard like terrible numbers and I'm not sure what number is true. But um it's there's there's a large number of people that are under eating protein. And I don't wanna spit out a ridiculous number if I don't know what it actually is. But I think it's like in the high, like, you know, eighty you know, eighty percent of people in a certain age group, it's usually the older age group don't get enough protein and the younger age group doesn't get enough protein. Because like kids they're they're not really flocking to chicken breasts and neither are old people. So you know, you have those extremes where it doesn't seem like everybody's getting enough protein. And I think if you just match protein, if you just get your protein in every day and you don't overeat, you're you're just in the right spot. That's where you need to be. You know, don't overeat, get enough protein in. And I think if people can get to that, I've been kind of discouraging people. Uh, my friend Jerome that trains in here, I'm just telling him, like, be better. Do better. Don't, like, he's like, oh, i got to get this and that for carnivore. And I don't really, you know, have the funds to do it right now. and Don't worry about it. Just I want you to eat better. Use this month to eat better. And how much much protein would you recommend, Chris? I recommend uh, up to 250 grams for people. Because here's the deal: if you weigh, if you want to build muscle, you. But here's the thing: I weigh 200 pounds, so I'm I'm recommending. You know, for me, I'm recommending about 200 grams of protein. So it is, it is based on body weight, usually a gram per pound of body weight. There's some people that say that you can get away with less, like we had um, Jay Feldman in here, and he was saying you can get, get away with like 0. 0.6, you know, 0. 0.6 grams of protein per pound of body weight. He's probably right that it's sufficient, but then what else am I going to eat that's that's gonna throw me off my diet because I stop there with protein. So I don't know. In my personal opinion, I think I think 200 grams could suffice for almost anybody. And they also say that if you're over a certain amount of weight, like about two, over 250 pounds, um, that 250 grams of protein is pretty much enough for anybody. You know, because you're not really trying to maintain your body weight, you're trying to lose body weight, you know, and trying to fill yourself up with as much protein as you can. So there, there is like a limit, you know, to it. You know, a lot of this stuff, like I, I was talking a little bit about pain before, and I wanted to segue into talking about how this morning, I basically felt like a pincushion <laughs> because I had to take so many shots, you know? So I am experimenting with so- some stuff from Merrick Health to see if it can improve my health. Because I have a lot of issues that have been causing like a real severe amount of pain. And when I say that I'm in pain, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's pretty high level. And, um, and it's pretty much in all my joints. And I just haven't had any luck with regular doctors or any of that stuff. So uh, right now I'm trying um, a peptide called BPC, Body Protective Compound 157. So BPC 157, it claims to heal you up like a wolverine, like the wolverine. Not a Wolverine, but like Wolverine. It, it claims that it um, it can basically just heal things, right? But I've taken this in the past, and I didn't have any luck with it. But now, I'm every time in the past, just to be honest, I've gotten it off a website. Now I'm getting it from Merrick Health, and I'm getting it from uh, a pharmacy that's in Florida. So I know that this is real and legit, right? What I'm also taking is TB500. And I'm not sure exactly what TB500 does. I just know it's synergistic along with BPC157 to like heal joints. And so I'll give everybody an update on that in a couple weeks when this all kicks in. I just started doing it today. I got to figure out a little bit of a different protocol because a lot of the stuff you have to shoot every day. And I don't really like that. Um, I'm taking Ipamorelin, which is a growth hormone segreticog which makes your body produce more of its own growth hormone. Now, here's something interesting I'm thinking, because I didn't think about this. I took it last night, and then I was starving. And I wonder if it works like the MK677, I have to look into it, but it would make sense that it may make you more hungry. Mm -hmm. So that's something people need to watch out for. However, because I have a bunch of injuries, it is optimal for me to have more growth hormone. It is optimal, like actually optimal, for me to get decadarabalin, which is nandrolone, right? So people get kicked out of the Olympics for nandrolone, but I can get it, you know, because my doctors deemed like, hey, you have bad joints. You need this. So and nobody can really prove bad joints either. So it's like you just say that and you, you can get it. That's how you get it. You know, hey, I have bad joints. Um, they'll most likely give it to you. It's a pretty safe drug. It's been around for a long time. It doesn't readily turn into estrogen like a lot of these other drugs, and it's really, really really helpful with healing joints. So I, th- I think between, like, DECA growth hormone, uh, BPC-157, and TB-1500 would be a pretty good healing, you know, pretty good healing package. So we'll see, you know. And I'm also on um, – so I lowered my testosterone. They have me now at 150 milligrams a week of – Testosterone, and then with a little bit of Deca, I think it's maybe 50 milligrams of uh, Deca along with that twice a week. You know, uh, well, not 150 twice a week. Sorry, <laughs> it'd be 75 twice a week of the testosterone to equal 150.
1: I mean, that's phenomenal, dude. I mean, you're 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 not a you're not competing in the Olympics, and you're not a 14 year old kid trying to make the
0: baseball team, right? This medicine was made for you. I'll, I'll tell you this is like I've um, been speaking with people in the pharmaceutical business. And I I actually really want to get into that. That's there's a lot of money. And which is so crazy, because I made prescription thugs. But I see how these medicines on the other side talking through like compounding pharmacies, like empower pharmacy. um, They'd like me to do some work with them. And they're a great company. They're amazing. And I would love to be part of something that can help push TRT to the masses, but not even just TRT. I'm talking about like this. I don't even know what we should call it, but we should come up with a new name for what these guys do. But HRT. Well, you know, we, yeah, we have like the HRT. It's just like not even the right word. It's like, this is a, this is like a health optimization program through drugs. You're optimizing everything. You're opt. You're not just replacing your testosterone. That would be stupid. You're going to, You're gonna raise it a little bit above where it would normally be, so you get something out of it. You know, if you're just raising it to like, you know, testosterone replacement, you're going from like 200 to you know 500. uh, You know, we, I, what I like, what I see, I'm not recommending anything, because I'm not a doctor. But what I see with the doctors that are like a little bit more progressive in this area is they don't really skimp on the doses. They don't give you some really low dose. Most people aren't going to ever give you over 200 milligrams a week, but I've talked to one of the top urologists in the country and he says he does that every week. He recommends a lot of people because a lot of people's testosterone is so low. And he says, well, I don't want to just get up to 700. I want to get up to, you know, a thousand or whatever. And he's like, there's no real proof that these people do any better with any more or less. It's, it's very subjective. And it's like, so he said, what I would like to, what I like to do is provide people with enough to know and, and it's just real simple to dial it back a little bit, you know? I want I want it to work so you feel great. And th- to be honest, out of all these things that I've been doing um, between, you know, testosterone, I've been on testosterone replacement therapy. I was with uh, Whitmer. Um, I believe that's who you use still? Yeah, I'm Whit- with him. I talked to Dr. Whitmer what yesterday. What is it called? Whitmer Health? Doc, uh, or no, Whitmer Rejuvenation, Rejuvenation Center. Rejuvenation Clinic, And that's my yeah. buddy uh, Jeff yeah. Whitmer owns that. And his dad. Yeah, and they're they're great too. I think they're they're awesome. I truly believe, and I believe some places like this exist, but I need to look into it more. I truly believe there should be a place where men and women, and I feel like they maybe should even be separate facilities right next to each other. You know, um, you walk in, you, you know, get weight, get your body fat checked, all like all these kind of diagnostic tools. They test your blood, and they do it like right then and there. So this is the this is the key. I don't know if they can process blood work that fast. I think it takes. I don't know if it takes a couple of days because the labs get backed up, or because it actually takes that long. Do you know what I'm saying? So if it's if it's just a lab backup, if a place was was wealthy enough to start a place with its own machine, that would be incredible. But imagine you just go in, and you get your blood work done. Even if you had to get get it done traditionally, it doesn't matter. Get your blood work done they do that heart scan that I was talking about that clearly heart scan that shows you everything. It shows you what kind of plaque you have in your heart. It shows you if you have any plaque, you know, on, on your arteries, uh, near your heart. And, um, and also like getting your body fat checked, I think is really important and interesting to see if it goes down while you're you know doing all these things or, or goes up, right? You want to know you want these diagnostic tools. Um, but also this in that same place you you'd be able to get all your prescriptions and all like that would be, like almost like a brick and mortar, Merrick Health, I think would be something that would just completely transform what's going on in this country with people's health. And you know, I think if there's a place where you know, hey, I can go in here, and you know, for this much money, I can get all my blood work done and I can get prescribed anything I need. I think people stop going to doctors. You know, I like I've I've not been to a regular doctor in you know probably a decade you know i don't remember the last time i saw a regular doctor
1: you know it it, it, what you're saying is completely true that would be ideal i wonder what size like metropolis would you need to pull that off i mean but that being said it is pretty amazing that this stuff is all being done online right now. Well, I think online in pl- right now. There right? are
0: places like this in Texas. Yeah. Um, Small towns or like in now No, in, in Austin. Austin. There's okay. a place in Austin that has all, all that kind of stuff.
1: Austin has a million people? Is that right? Yeah. How many people are in Austin? Yeah.
0: So it'd work in Austin, it'd work in LA, it'd work in New York, you know? Yeah. It'd work in Chicago, it'd work in Florida for sure. Bay know? Area. Yeah, I mean, it'd work in any big city, I think. Yeah, I guess so. and, and also, it's about the promotion. So, like, what would be amazing is getting people that are the right people to promote this. I was actually saying, kind of makes sense to me, that the liver king seems to draw a lot of attention. So, rather than him going natural, like he says, what if we team up the liver king with one of these TRT clinics? Like, I don't really mind that, you know? It needs it needs a good voice. Like, all I want to do is get the word out about this stuff. How do you do that? How do you get the word out? You know, and if somebody like the Liver King is using these things, why not just talk about it? Like I said, I've admitted this before. I went through a period of time where I experimented with steroids for like three months, and then I tore my tricep, and it wasn't worth it. You know, I got too strong for my own body, and I, I blew my my elbow out. You know, that's wild. Dude. Yeah, that's On not wild. It's sad. I'm sorry. 120 pound dumbbell. Yeah extensions which uh now that I look at it, it's like I don't even pick those up anymore. Like I would never a you know, hundred and twenty pound dumbbell has no use for me anymore. You know, but you know, you're stupid and and whatever. And and just to be a hundred percent transparent and honest, like I don't I really don't know the first thing about steroids. You know, I have a lot of knowledge, but I'm not the steroid guy. Derek's the steroid guy. You know, when you realize like that's not my that's not the world I play in. I know enough about them And people think I've been using, like I said, they think I've been using a lot of steroids since bigger, stronger, faster, but this is sort of a newer thing. And I don't really, I I call it taking steroids because it's kind of, kind of funny, but I I don't even really look at it like that. I don't look at anything that I'm doing as dangerous as, um, you know, uh, like stupid, you know, I I don't look at any of it as i I don't look down on it. I don't think anything bad about it. I don't even think, and I think we've said this, so we were pretty clear about it, like I don't care that Liver King ever took steroids. I care that he lied to everybody and it just kind of hurt you know hurt a lot of people. But even now that was like you know a month ago, 2 months ago. It doesn't even matter anymore, right? I mean, who cares anymore? You know, like that's that's what I think a lot of these things are and for some reason I had a stigma in my own heart about steroids. I had a really tough time coming to grips with like okay, I'm going to have to do do all these things to make myself better. But for some reason, I've had a lot of pain and I've had a lot of issues and I've gotten to a point where I just said it doesn't matter what I do. I'm doing this for my health and for for my pain levels. The other thing is like, yeah, talking to people like that, like Vigorous Steve and Tony Huge, that's when I realized like, oh, I don't really know that much about this. I'm just like really Bigger, Stronger, Faster was, in my opinion, the reason why I was so successful is because it was about ethics and everybody has ethics. It was about the ethics of like, hey, would you – if you could do something to get better, would you do it? I mean, that's the whole crux of the movie. Now, the whole crux of the movie, really, and I have to figure out like a one sentence thing to define this. But like I said, we have over here, we have all these people on the Internet in the in the black market uh, doing and selling things that are illegal and dangerous. And then we have this white market over here where everything is shiny, clean and very helpful, you know, um, but they're all lumped into the same category. How do we unlump these things and get people to talk seriously about anabolics without even flinching? And it's funny because when you see all of this outside of the context of the bodybuilding world, it doesn't make any sense that we look at it this way. If you go into a doctor and you have anemia, they'll say, yeah, we'll put you on a little bit of Deca and we'll put you on a little bit of Anadrol. And you'd be like, well, you know, like if you're a bodybuilder, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's fucking great. But that's, that's not what this is. So do, the doctors that I talk to that are really deep into the hormone replacement therapy, their mind is not on anybody even putting on a pound of muscle. That's not even what they're thinking. They're thinking about how to help people. However, I know that I can gain an advantage with my strength training and with my physique training by using these things to fix the things that are wrong with me and then some. You know, And I like that idea. So that's that's why I use anabolics. That's why I use peptides. It's um, why I've used SARMs in the past. Uh, I feel like SARMs made by blood work really wacky, but they're actually like really, really amazing. I just hope we get... I don't recommend them to anybody because you can't. And they're... It, they, we just need... We need more research on these things. You know, rather than everybody saying like, ah, oh, it's just SARMs. Like, well, what, why aren't they doing like big studies? But probably... I believe because a lot of the things get dead in the water, there are things that they did study in the past and they stopped studying them. And I think that's the bigger problem.
1: I don't know, dude, I, I keep coming back to the same sense. You're, you're, you're exploring how to do this responsibly. Yeah. You're, you're exploring how to do this safely and how to actually better your health. This is no longer about a competitive advantage or on anything. This is, you're looking to better your health.
0: Yeah. I mean, and also like it, there's a lot going on inside my body that I have no idea why it's happening. But a lot of days I wake up and I just can't walk. Like it takes me, I'd say it takes me three hours till I can walk without like really being in pain, you know. And then I walk around for a little bit and then my feet hurt. So I just have arthritis so bad that I don't really know what's going on with it. So I'm trying everything. I'm trying a carnivore diet. I'm trying to use, um, di- you know, different drugs to address it. Um I know I have a blood panel coming up where we're going to address if I do have um, some sort of arthritis that we don't know about. There's other forms of arthritis besides osteoarthritis. There's rheumatoid arthritis and several, uh, several other things. So we're going like, to look into that and see if maybe that's a problem. But there's definitely something wrong in my body. that like Nobody else ha- has the issues that I have. That I, I've never met anybody that does. Um, the person I met that does is Michaela Peterson who fixed it on a carnivore diet. And I've tried that already full blast. You know, I've done a carnivore diet for months on end. You know, like when we first started this, um, I don't do it now because I can't sustain it. And this diet seems to be, uh, just as good to me for me. You know, I feel the same on, on this diet with eggs and cheese in there as I do when I just eat beef. So I don't know, you know, uh, all I can tell you is that I keep trying to find ways to come back and be stronger and be better than I was before. And the, the way that I found the best is these things, a carnivore diet and going to a hormone replacement therapy provider to get information and get what I need to make myself better.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm really happy. I mean, this all started with the war on carbs, right? This is just an evolution of the war on carbs, and, and look where it's taking you. Yeah, you
0: know, I, I also think people don't understand. Like, I'm not – ne- I was a power lifter. I was never a fitness guy. I was never about being ripped. But that mentality got me really fat because I, I just thought like, well, just keep getting stronger, just keep getting stronger. And to be honest, like I've even tried to hold back on gaining weight because I, I didn't, I I was always trying to, when I was powerlifting, I was actually always trying to lose weight, but I just wasn't successful at it. So I was always like miserable and trying to diet and trying to powerlift and everything. And, um, I just want to get back to a point where, where I feel good again, where I feel, you know, normal. And um, I, don't, I don't know why all this stuff happened to me. You can sit around and ask all day, why me? Why do I have to have you know, pain like this? I didn't really do anything to, to get this. It's just gotten worse and worse since I've been five years old. So how do we stop it? We just keep going. you know. We just keep going and going and going. And I don't know. I talk to a lot of people that are, um, you know, they, they watch me and they go, you know what? I watched you and I realized, like, you know, I'm just being a pussy. You know, I need to just do this because if you're just doing it, I can just do it. And that's all I really want to be to people is an example to say, hey, look, I have a lot of pain. Things kind of suck sometimes, but here's what I do to get out of it. I'm just going to try to do these things moving forward and make this the best year yet. I'm trying to get my movie career back off the ground. We'll see if we can get that going. That's been a process. I think I have I have three projects that are like three of the best projects I could ever do. And I'm just trying to get it past the gatekeepers. And I'm about to just drop the gatekeepers. Like I'm about to just maybe go shoot something on my own because I hate waiting around for people. And it's just getting to a point where like, you know, maybe I should just go make something for no money, you know, and put it on YouTube, you know, because it's gotten to a point where you go into Netflix, you go into Amazon, you go into all these companies and talk to all these people and everybody's hyped on it. And then they say, well, just wait like five weeks and we'll give you a yes or a no. And then they come back with like a, a no. And you're like, okay, now we're gonna go. You know? So yeah, it's been a it's been a rough path, both physically and career-wise. It's been crazy. So I just try to do the best I can with it. I try to keep a smile on my face, and hopefully this will be a great year where a lot of great things happen.
1: That's fantastic.